0: Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Step number one is right there for you. That is right. And today we have an epic guest and you guessed right, an epic top. We're going to be talking about mastering personal growth, making the world a better place, and, of course, making lots of money, too. You get, you get, hey, it's it's called content content is profit for for a reason. reason. Oh, yeah, let's go. Hey, Hey, it's a good Friday.
1: It's a good Friday. (laughs) Hey, by the way. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform because Mm. every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, these audios are dropping with incredible value and action points for you to grab that momentum in your business or whatever venture that you're taking on.
0: That is right. And if you find today's episode impactful, if today's guest helps you move one step closer to your goal, you know what to do. Go and share the episode because you never know who you might be impacting as well. And, of course, don't forget to go and leave some feedback as well. Whether that is positive feedback, negative feedback, we want to hear all about it so we can make this show better for everybody. Thank you. Have you noticed
1: that we tend to meet epic people? One of the most popular questions we get is how do you get to meet all these incredible entrepreneurs and action takers? Mm. Well, the answer is very simple. Relationships. Shout out to our my Jeep brother,
0: George Bryant, for this epic introduction. Sorry, Fonzie, you're you're not a Jeep brother. I can tell you, you (laughs) wrote this one today. Today's guest has an incredible track record and we can't wait to start this conversation. Other than helping people do cool stuff that makes the world better, better place. He created a rite of passage for boys and men, led a, mil- a multi-million dollar growth within the family business, and m- much more that we didn't have enough time to put in here, but we are definitely going to discover <laughs> He it.
1: also trained for a full year with Tony Robbins, hung out and meditated with Dr. Joe Dispenza during all his events, and currently hosts an incredible show called Wired for
0: Impact. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. He also lived in Jacksonville, Florida Ooh. for part of his... He's live. He's a Jax bro. Right? Please welcome host of Wired for Impact and new content is Profit Brother Peter King. King.
2: Yes. What's up, Peter? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. My goodness, man. You guys are totally helping me rethink my intro to my podcast. (laughs) Energy. It's fantastic. I love it.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you. I I, I really appreciate it. So uh, I'm going to hold you accountable for that. You know, you got to send us that that new intro and, uh, you know, we'll be like, sounds good. That's way better than ours. So so then we're going to have to step up.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Hey, that's what we're here all all about, right? You get us to surround yourself with people that is going to make you better. And, you know, that's part of what we love about bringing people like you to the podcast, Peter, because every time we have these conversations, we live motivated, inspired, ready to take action. And that's yes. the same thing we want to communicate to the person that is listening on the other side. So, Peter, for those that don't know who you are, right, would you mind giving us a little bit of your your background info? <laughs>
2: 100%, background so info. <laughs> you guys mentioned it a little bit. Uh, host of the podcast Wired for Impact um, a creator of ImpactNow.com. My focus is looking at the world and saying, where can I make the most impact? How can I make the greatest difference? Make mm-hmm. the most good in the world. And as I have looked at the world and and you know aligned with my gifts, where am I best suited to make the most impact? It's really in working with men. Mm-hmm. Um, my quick overview of my background is: I grew up um, had a lot. I, I tell people that I had a lot of what I wanted, but not a lot of what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, uh, my, my, I have four siblings. So my mother was an incredible homemaker. She had a lot of love to give, but it's spread out amongst, you know, me and my other four siblings. And so she was constantly running around, taking us yeah. from sporting events, to school to this, to that, whatever. And then my father was working his butt off the whole time. So he was really not around. So the, the home life was there. The, the financial provision was there. My dad did very well in business. Uh, and yet at the same time, I found that I was still You know, dealing with a lot of um, emotional neglect is what they call it now these days. (laughs) So um, and it took me a while to discover that that there was something missing, that I was feeling incomplete, even though I was surrounded Mm -hmm. by all this abundance. It's like, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel like something's off? And uh, it wasn't until, honestly, when my mother passed on and my father came out and told us he was gay. I just had my son and it was like one of those you know let me just stop and completely reflect in my life where am i where am i going and uh because of my father's um sexual orientation and that coming out and having grown up in a conservative household and mm. all of this stuff was kind of clashing at once i had three other family members die at the same time i ended up oh, getting wow. conned by some crazy lady Ooh. uh and we were moving at the same time i just had two brand new kids so all of this stuff was hitting in my life and I realized I didn't really have good answers to, what does it mean to be a good man? What does it mean to be a good father, a good leader in your community, in the world, et cetera? Where, you know, I had this calling inside of me, but I didn't know how to put my finger on it. And uh, it wasn't until I started doing the deeper masculine work that I realized, a I there was a lot that I didn't know, and B, um, so many other men are struggling with this. Mm. If you look at most men today, they're exhausted, they're adrift, they don't really have a clear sense of purpose, they're struggling in their relationships. And then if you look at society as a whole, you can backtrack it almost often, always to a lack of father in the house. So Mm. it's like, man, if we've solved that one problem, we could make a massive impact. So that's really been my focus. I, I help people. Uh, I, I can help people, I should say, with their business and their relationships in general. Women, I've been coaching women as well. But my primary focus is in men. And then, of course, tomorrow's men, boys who are who are graduating and moving up yeah. the uh, the maturity scale to be better men for tomorrow. Whew.
1: Well, wow. uh, Peter, thank you so much for, for sharing that. Obviously, there's a lot packed into, you know, the first six minutes of, of this show, right? And uh, we yeah. did definitely unpack but I'll, I'll you know we'll leave all the links of your show and, and I'm sure that you go deep in these stories right below um and you know as you were telling your story it you know we grew up in a very like I will consider a very solid household like we we now consider ourselves very lucky to be able mm-hmm. to like do that even though it was a you know third world country but the household like the family is tight they're still very tight to this day um our dad was there for us like every single day right and You know, I I don't want to say that we took it for granted, but we never realized how that was maybe not the norm. Right. As, Mm -hmm. As we started to, you know, uncover a ton of stories and we look back and we're super thankful that that was something that was there for us when we grew up. Right. And as we tackle this entrepreneurship journey, that has been a massive help. Right. Because. That's taken care of, like the the mental like awareness, like that 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 provided to us, and the support that they've been able to provide, that has been there for us. And as we mm-hmm. tackle this journey and have conversation with people like you, we understand that might not be the case. So I want to say thank you because we need people like you to help men and people tackle basically their lives, mm-hmm. right? And there's yes, and and it's crazy how you found your purpose mm-hmm. through your story. You started looking at that problem. One of the questions that I have is like, how can you know how do we find that that one thing that that makes the most that, that we can tackle to make the most impact because uh, as an entrepreneur like i'll take it to the entrepreneurship side of things when we started like in, what is the problem that we're solving like how how are we going to contribute to this to To the world, how are we gonna contribute? What are, what's our superpower? At the time, you know, we thought it was soccer. There's, we don't do anything with soccer except watch it. Right now, on Fonzie plays once or twice a, a week. But but it's like, okay, how do we how do we find that thing that we're supposed to add to the world so much value, right? And and for six years we were completely lost, right? And you know, we're in this path of discovering, and we we think we found something super solid that we enjoy, and we're adding a ton of value. So. Is there a secret formula on how to do that? Or we always have to look back at those episodes in our story to go
2: find it? Dude, a great question. And uh, I have spent literally years, probably decades at this point, pondering that question, uh, trying to refine it down. Is there a a better way to say it? Is there a better way to ask it? So I have an answer to that, but I almost don't want to just share it right away. Uh, One of the the things that, that they that they share uh, one of the best pieces of advice that I got as a coach was you're giving away the gold too quickly. Mm. If somebody just like, like you just said, maybe I took all of this upbringing for granted. If you give somebody the gold right out of the gate, they don't have a sense of how to value it. So I have an answer to that. I'll give you a couple of thoughts before I give you what I believe is the quick hack. Cause I know that that's what people love and they want to go with it. But um, my first inclination in this whole space was when I interviewed Simon Sinek. You guys probably know Simon. Yep. Start with why. Um, yeah. I saw his TED talk and it blew my mind. And I was like, it was the first time that I had seen somebody whose purpose was to help somebody else find their purpose. Mm. Nobody had put it, I'd never, it was, it's a little meta, right? Yep. And I, at the time when I first saw that, I was like, oh, that's what I felt most aligned with. And yet up until that point, I was looking for that one external thing. I was in real estate investing for a while, did, did well with that, but like it didn't fuel my soul. And yeah. There was something missing. I was looking for something else. And it wasn't until I realized, oh, my purpose can be to help somebody else with their purpose. Yeah, It's like, oh, that's cool. And I love that. And I've always been sort of like that. Um, so there's a couple of things that you can look at. Number one, a lot of people talk about what are you passionate about? Um, I'm sure you've seen that diagram before. What were you born gifted with? What do you like to do? What can you get paid to do? That's a really helpful diagram. Um, But some of the deeper stuff that I have found that's been really tangible and meaningful to me, I found, uh, and I should give a tribute to his name, but I've forgotten his name off the top of my head. But this was, I think, a great exercise. He said, write down a list of all the things that you think your purpose is Mm. until you start to cry. Mm. And what I found was as I was writing that list, you get to a point where some of them trigger you a little bit emotionally, but there's one that when you actually tangibly see it, there is a soul alignment with like the universe and the stars and everything and the fiber. It's like, that is it. So that's one quick little hack. The other hack that I gave, this is the goal that I was talking about earlier is, and I'll just say it plainly become the person that you needed as a child. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that, that there's a couple of pieces to that. Number one, there's a, there's a, a feeling of incompleteness that you may have experienced as a child. Um, and sometimes people in your situation, their incompleteness is that they don't feel that they have an incompleteness. (laughs) Right. Mm. They feel like they've been given so much. And so they have, and, and I dealt with this a lot too. It's like, I don't have any room to complain. My hmm. mother loved me unconditionally. My father, you know, made a lot of money. Like what do I have to complain about? I go to these personal development courses and this person was sex trafficked and this person was, you know, beaten and anally raped and all this stuff and I'm like, well, that's yeah. heavy stuff. Like who am I to even begin to remotely think about complaining? Yeah. Well, guess what? That's a heavy Mental block that Mm. keeps me from living my higher purpose. This guilt, shame, uh, and and Mm. those pieces. And it took me a while to develop the courage to be able to say, like, uh, this isn't about comparing yourself to anybody else. It's your own journey. It's your own pain. It's your own hangups or whatever. Mm. And it's not until you you can get all of that other stuff out of the way. So to go back to what I said a second ago, becoming the person that you need as a child. One of the things that I needed that I didn't get what i and this is my own interpretation because i may have gotten a lot of this was just parental figures that actually saw me that i didn't feel seen i didn't feel acknowledged i didn't feel mm. um you know in those in a lot of moments and so as a result i withdrew a lot i i I, I keep people at an arm's length emotionally,
0: yeah.
2: um, and so part of my special power now, when I'm working with individuals, is that I can get to the core, like I can see them, and I don't stop until I find till they. And a lot of times, a, uh, my clients will say, um, "Dude, you you get me. Like nobody's ever really seen this before." And people will be in tears in ten minutes, oh. and they've been working with other coaches for years. Because there's a there's an empathy and a depth that that I bring to help them feel seen and understood, and then from that place we can point towards, well, what is your purpose and what are you really here for? And, and is the doctorate track really for you, or are you just trying to live into what mom and dad wanted for you? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's so often we get left off track, and, and we don't take our unique gifts and uh, and apply those and make a dent in the world with that. So yeah, wow the.
0: That was amazing. I uh, love that. I had to, I had to turn the fan on. That's why I
1: walked away because uh, you're on fire, Peter. <laughs> <gonna say> that. <laughs> Dude, yeah.
0: That was th- so good. Th- was. Those are some amazing tips. You know, I, lo- I love, I actually think I'm going to do the exercise of writing down all the purpose until, until I cry. Honestly, the first question that arises when you mentioned that is like, what if you start writing and you don't have that much to write? Right. Because I'm sure some people might face that, that situation.
2: You'll face that it, in fact if you don't get to that you, you'll get to a point where you're like i there's nothing else uh, my 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 brain is empty you push through that and you keep it and force yourself to continue to write
0: yeah
2: to continue to write keep writing keep writing keep writing until yeah. you start to get that emotional trigger and if you need to try it again in the next day the next day yeah. it's a it's a process you're peeling back the onion layers of your conscious and subconscious thought to get to the, to the root core.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I, you know, I think nowadays everybody wants everything very, very quickly. Um, You know, with social media, literally everything you can get it with like a snap of a, of a finger pretty much if you have the the right resources, of course. And I think that translates to when people are trying to discover things about themselves. They're like, okay, I want to discover it real quick, but that takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work, and I think it takes a lot of acceptance of the pain that comes with it too because sometimes you look at yourself and you're like, you know, maybe I don't really like that much what I'm looking at right now. And, you know, obviously self-love, uh, 100% love yourself, but yes, sometimes like I'm disappointed of some of the actions that I might have taken before, right? and it's like okay let me deal with that but people want to move on on next day right it's like okay next day i'm gonna start doing x y and c right and then people fall off the wagon Mm. right like really really quickly so i actually i i do want to continue a question on that but i want to get back real (laughs) quick to purpose just because you know in in a sense i i think purpose obviously like it is very subjective right I, i feel like everybody has their own purpose and whatnot but I'm just curious on why do you think us as humans are so obsessed with purpose, right? Like why,
2: why do we search for that? Why do we Dude, want that? Right? I I love that you asked this question. Um, it was the first question that I asked Simon Sinek. I said, why does why matter? He's all about start with why, why does the why matter? He had a brilliant response that I don't want to butcher by trying to, to parlay it to you. Um, But my answer to that is I believe you've probably heard this before. um, Are we human beings having a spiritual spirit experience or are we spiritual beings having a human experience?
0: Mm.
2: I I believe that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So if we emanate and not to get like religious or anything, but if we emanate from a divine source that is infinite, everything in the human experience is finite. It's temporal, it's Mm. mortal. And so what we're trying to do is to find that uh, sense of infinite perfection in a limited capacity, which is impossible to do. Mm. And so, and so, oftentimes we're led, we're seduced into this track of trying to express perfection in what we do, as opposed to the antithesis, which is I'm letting go of the desire to be perfect which actually I surrender into my deeper spiritual infinite self. Yeah. Um, so I, I forget exactly what your question is. I don't know if the, that answered that. Like, like why, why? Why are we so obsessed with purpose? W- yeah. So Why like, are we so obsessed with purpose? Yeah.
1: I, I heard this quote today, and this might help f- like continue in this conversation, but it's human being. I can't remember. Ex- I was trying to remember who, who said it. That's but, a good
0: quote right there. Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. No, the quote was so powerful. It was – um, human, humans, or human beings uh, have two lives, and the second one starts when they realize that they they live the first one. Right? It's like what, and you're like when, when you wake up, it's like that moment. It's like what what's happening, right? Like, and uh, I I've been reading this book, uh, you know, uh, the art of not giving a fuck lately, and uh, I'm like mm-hmm. I'm I'm done with it. And they touch on this, right? It's like okay, mm-hmm. what what is what is the purpose? It, it's a very commercial side of things where. But it's like, what? What are we here to do? Like, we have—do we live these experiences? Are we—is that beneficial for me? Like, this guy used to travel a ton, and then he realizes that when I'm in the moment, where I'm like with that one person, when I'm in that one location, everything means more, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, its this constant search to that purpose? Um, so, you know, to Funsy's point, like, what? Why should we? Why should we even go to that road of finding the purpose, right?
2: I, I believe that we're seeking our, our nature. I believe that we are seeking our fullness. So when we feel a sense of incompleteness, we're, see- we're seeking for that purpose that fills us up the most. And by filling us up the most, what I mean is that we become more like our true spiritual selves. So if we feel, if, and if you look at this psychologically, all of us have experienced some type of childhood wound. That childhood wound lends itself to limiting stories, limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. that we think about ourselves, which therefore feels like an emptiness. It feels like a void. Like I was telling you before, my childhood wound is around not feeling seen. That's not actually true. It's not spiritually an absolute truth. That was a story I made up as a kid. So I felt this incompleteness and my desire, my nature, my seeking out of my purpose was to find that wholeness. Yeah. But uh, that when it was my unique flavor of wholeness that I was searching for that felt on purpose, that felt now full. Now it feels like you know, the cup spilleth over. The, and now it's like, how do I share this with other people? Yeah. That sense of peace, the joy, the it's not that everything's perfect. I, there's shitty things that happen in my life today too. Yeah. But it's like it's coming from a completely different place of a, no. a balance of wholeness, of a recognition of, oh, I'm off, but I know where I know my true nature and I can get back to that so much more quicker because of of the awareness. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: You know, you mentioned the infinite perfection in a limited capacity, right? Kind of along the lines of living a spiritual life in a human experience. I think that's how you how you mention it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And oh man, this Last year, at the end of the last year, I read my first and so far only book of Dr. Joe Dispenza, right? Yes. Um, I was in a place in my life where I was trying to look more inwards, right? I was trying to understand myself a little bit better. Um, my mom, we grew up, honestly, in a household where my mom is very open with this type of things. And, you know, we were exposed to, to an extent, certain of. Uh, you know certain—I don't want to call them theories, but certain uh, practices, right? And I remember we went to an event. It was like a, a Reiki event, if, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, Ramta, Ramta, a Ramta, Ramta mm-hmm. event, and they were talking about multiple lives that your soul has like has lived in, you know, throughout history, multiple lives. And I, I remember that that just caught my my mind. I was like, oh, so that's pretty cool. Like, I wonder what were my previous lives were, right? And then reading Joe Dispenza's book, one of the things that he mentioned is, like, in his meditation, he has literally, like, traveled back into this times where he actually sees, like, what his life was and the root of a problem that he's experiencing right now. One of those false beliefs that you were mentioning, yeah, right? Yes. And that blew my mind. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I would love, obviously, yeah. to be able to be at such a space, mental space that I could, you know, travel time, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> but also, going back to back home, I remember our mom took us to this place, actually, before we came to the States. Um, mm-hmm. I, maybe, I, I think he did it with you before... Uh, like, yeah. Way before, before Italy. But she took us to at uh, this place where this lady literally would pretty much figure out what were your previous lives and why you had holdups in certain areas of your life. So pretty much kind of like discovering the false beliefs yeah. that you had from previous lives and then helping you, you know, kind of like cleanse them and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, I've seen pieces of this all over our life kind of like, okay, learning a little bit here, learning a little bit here. And lately everything has been coming together in a, in a more solid way. Right. I mean, we're meeting people like you, Peter, right. That I'm sure yeah. uh, you were put in our path for us to, to learn something about this, right. To learn deeper about all this stuff. And I know a lot of people might, might be telling themselves right now. Right. It's like, what are these guys talking about? Like, <laughs> we, You know, know. like, um, yeah. cause Of course, everybody has very different beliefs. So why would you tell somebody that is, you know, maybe not aware of this, but you know they need to learn more about themselves, right? Maybe uh, they they need to dig deeper. And it's not about imposing beliefs in other people in, in you know other people's lives. It's not about that. But how do you maybe create that awareness on people to start exploring that sense of? How can I clear those false beliefs in my life? Whether that is, you know, through meditation, through understanding, you know, at previous lives, whatever you want to put it. Um, how do we can? How can we help people create this awareness?
2: Um, I have found that people there's two reasons or two causes for people to step into that uncomfortable space and go into deeper awareness. One because they're wired for it, which is partly why I've named my podcast "Wired for Impact." It's like I noticed that there was just Uh, There's a crazy uh, small percentage of people in the world that just are wired to like put themselves in that uncomfortable, you you know, place over and over and over again because we're curious, because we want to know more. We want to like dance on the edge of spiritual consciousness and take Mm. it further or pain. Mm, people people get a health diagnosis that is not in you know good news they uh family member dies they get laid off they get dumped they get cheated on some type of pain that then rocks them to their core where then they go i i have no other this pain is so great i have no other choice but to be open to new ways of doing it because the way i was doing it before led to this pain Mm. So those are the two ways that I find that people tend to be aware I I have seen oftentimes especially like when I was younger when I first started coaching people I was discovering these things and I wanted to run around and like essentially tell everybody like did you know that <laughs> your behavior is predictable because you're <laughs> in the subconscious da, 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 all this stuff and it's yeah. like you know, it gets annoying. It's like, dude, shut up! Who, are, like, yeah? Nobody asked for your help. So it's typically when people are they're actively searching for it, which I have found. That's why I love going to a lot of these events because it's it's my people, it's yeah, like, it's my tribe, and yeah. it's so yeah. fulfilling. Or you know, when people reach out and say, "Hey, you know, my um, my my spouse just cheated on me with an, uh, I had I had a guy come to me and tell me that his wife cheated on him with another woman. And it's like on so many layers of of craziness, like A getting cheated on and the hurt there, but also like, wait, with another woman, and what does that mean about my masculinity and manhood? All this like he had all those layers of, of guilt yeah. and shame and frustration and anger. So people reach out in, in those kind of moments when like, Hey, I need a help, I need a helping hand. And so there's yeah. plenty of that around and and so it's you can easily just focus on that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've seen that especially the the pain one. More often, I would say, right? And, you know, bringing a little bit back into entrepreneurship, we often talk, you know, the epiphany, right? What is that epiphany? That moment that hit you, that created kind of like the new start of the life that you were talking about in in, in a quote. And usually it's a moment of pain, of a lot of pain for people to have that transition. And it's very interesting, right? Because do we actually need to wait for that pain, Right, uh, or maybe we just come across a certain piece of information that can spark the curiosity and be like, huh, I want to, you know, dig a little deeper into this." I, I I just find it fascinating because when actually about a year and a half ago, when we started with the podcast, that the business started growing considerably, I started asking myself, "Why are so peop- Why are some people like not aware of the potential that they have?" Because I believe that everybody has incredible potential inside of them but some people are just like tuned out of that right that they Mm -hmm. don't even look for it um don't even try to you know find a purpose or whatsoever they just go one day at a time and you know i don't want to use well i'm going to use the word it's Mm -hmm. like it just feels like they're being complacent right and i'm like that, that frustrates me so when i see people that i'm like oh, I know you have so much potential, right? But like, why are you being so complacent? Man? So complacent. And I, I don't want to get in front of them and be like, hey, why are you being so complacent, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> how uncomfortable would that be? But yeah, I just I just find that extremely uh, fascinating. And I'm curious, since you've been to, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza's events and all that stuff, have you had experiences like the one that we, we were talking before, right? Where you're meditating and, you know, maybe some sort of revelation, if you want to put it that way, it comes to your mind.
2: Uh, the, 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 phrase is a transcendental transformation.
0: Wait, can you repeat that again? I'm going to write it
2: transcendental. down. Tra- transcendental transformation. Mm. And <clears throat> so this is, this is a little embarrassing to share, but I went to my first Joe Dispenza event, uh, last November down in Cancun. I'm actually heading there tomorrow, by the way, for another, event, another one of his events.
0: Nice. Um,
2: and I, so my father was diagnosed with Parkinson's not too long ago. He's been mm. public about this. He shared it. Um, which is why I'm willing to share it now. But he reached out to our network online and said, hey, who do you guys know that can help me with this? So many people came back and said, Joe Dispenza. So hmm. I had seen one or two of Joe's um, YouTube videos. And you know, obviously I was like, whoa, this makes so much sense. I'm nodding my head. There's a lot of truth in this. But that's about all I knew of the guy. So when yeah. I got down there, it I, this is the embarrassing part. It wasn't until like the end of the second day that I was like looking around going like, oh, this is a meditation event. <laughs> like, i didn't, I didn't even know that this was yeah. his mm. thing. And so I, I say that because I had zero frame of reference, zero yeah. expectations, zero anything. And it, so all of the information was brand new to me. Um, I'm not like a seasoned meditator. I think the most I'd quote unquote ever meditated was 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it was something that I thought you just sat there and just was in quiet and, <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> But but Dr. Joe's uh, meditations are guided, and um, he opened up a whole new world to me that I did not even yeah. know was was there. Um, helped me better understand the different wavelengths, the the, the frequencies mm. of emotion. And um, so, to answer your question, at the at the last day, he does a like a five hour meditation. You get up super early in the morning. Wow. That's when your melatonin is the high, which it helps. Uh, induce a trans like state, a a theta wave brain wave state. Which, again, if I had, if somebody had told me that, I would have been like, "I'm out." I don't even know. What I'm I'm out. <laughs> I don't even want to, you know, touch that. But he explains it in such a way, yeah. and any listener can go and do the research and find out why that's necessary and important. I can yeah. get into it if you want. But anyway, during that meditation, it was the pineal gland meditation that he did that I had what you could consider a transcendental experience, where I was tapped into and communicating with the divine is how I would call it. Like I I was, it was so trippy. And so, and yet at the same time, so um, all all the words that you've heard people say before, where it was, um, I can't put it into words, uh, emotions on multiple levels of, of frequency and dimension and experience. And, and you, you get into the state where you completely disassociate and detach from your mortal human body. Mm -hmm. So you could go into a very relaxed state right now, but you'd still feel a sense of experiencing the world from this one heart and mind. Yeah. But he'll put you, he'll guide you through letting even go of that to where you're mentally able to put yourself into different dimension, different thought, and ultimately raise your frequency and vibration. So here's the quick thing that kind of blew my mind. Our emotions our energy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you think of somebody who's depressed, is that a high energy or low energy? It's a low energy, right? If you think of somebody who's excited, you guys at the beginning of your <laughs> of, of your show, the podcast, it's a, let's go, high energy, right? Mm-hmm. If you we have the technology now to read the energy output of our emotions. So your That's energy uh-huh. had very high frequency. Yeah. Are we to assume like if you take the highest expression of that bliss, joy, you know, total uh, t- uh what's the word he uses uh uh shoot i forget off offhand but just total bliss right yeah yeah are why are we to assume that frequency stops just because humans can't express it any higher hmm. it doesn't scientifically it doesn't it goes lower and it goes higher infinitely yeah so and then but listen to the words and listen to the science behind it frequency well what is frequency can you tune into a frequency yes can you, can, do we know people who are tuned in constantly to low vibrational thoughts of victimization of poor mm-hmm. me at uh, the whole world's out to get me? And what does their manifested experience look yes. like? Are they running thriving businesses, having healthy relationships? No, mm-hmm. they're struggling. They're in a mental prison. Yeah. Right. Like yourselves, you guys are expanded consciousness. You're joyful. I'm sure that you're, stuff has happened to you that's not been great but you've had the mental capacity to shift out of that to see a bigger purpose to see a bigger experience to learn yeah. from failure that's a higher level a deeper level of consciousness that you've quote unquote tuned into yeah that you know how to access there's higher levels of frequency that we can Absolutely. tune into that just blew me away
1: Bitter, yeah. i i yeah
2: I love this uh,
0: conversation. This uh, is all.
1: Awesome. Yeah, we're loving it, by the way, um, because this is probably something that we n- normally don't share either. Like, mm. um, and you know, I was just I, gonna
2: say, are your listeners going like, uh, no, but right? How does this make me more money? No, this- uh, but
1: like, but but it does. That's the thing, right? Like, because here, here's the thing. We, I mean, to give a little context, and I don't think we've shared this ever, but it's we we come from a Catholic family, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Our dad was born in a this, like, smaller city, like, in the middle of the country, mountains. Like, it's grown a little bit, but it was, like, very conservative Catholic family, right? Like, they went to mass every Sunday, like, suit up and, you know, principles and, you know, all, all that stuff that comes with Catholicism, right? And, again, we're not against or in favor. Like, we we accept everybody as is, right? 100%. My mom, same thing. She grew up Catholic, and, and that was, like, the beginning when we were growing up. We that was the, the education, the values and stuff that, that was in, like instilled in us. Right. Mm-hmm. Then as we continue to grow, like our mom started to look into this, uh, this movement, this alternative, you know, way of thinking and, you know, expanding on frequencies and Tai Chi and Western and it's like all the stuff. Right. And we were exposed to that. Right. Like Fancy said, like we went to these events and, you know, I went through that regression therapy. Right. We, we got treated mm-hmm. by, by Reiki, like all this stuff. Right. And Obviously, as a kid, I mean, we were what? I was 14, 15 at the time. Right, uh, dealing with all this stuff like that's all new to me. Where none of my friends, none of my community, not everybody around me was experiencing something like that. So even talking about that, people were looking around. We're like, this kid is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck, mm-hmm. right? But we were living in a in a like our school environment and our our immediate family and our immediate friends were super accepting. Like we could mention this and they would be like, oh, that that's cool. And then they would not no judge, no judgment whatsoever, right? which I feel judgment is a big issue today in today's world, especially on social media and all that stuff. But here's the thing, like, it trained us to be open to new possibilities, no matter what it is, right? And we were also very lucky because of soccer, we got the chance to travel and lived in different countries. We lived in Italy, we lived in Spain, we lived in Venezuela, now we live here in the States. So we were able to experience all these cultures and how people kind of go around and how they interact with each other and how they think and what they think. And obviously now with the show, we've been able to connect with incredible people such as yourself that personal development and all being open to these experiences and being open to learning more and understanding a little bit more, no matter what it is, there's always a lesson there. And we've been starting to identify these patterns and frameworks on how very successful people operate. And these are common things that lead to a better business, that lead to a better family, Mm -hmm. that leads to more profit. So that's how it relates, right? So I want to encourage everybody listening, right? Like Yes, it can sound a little crazy and that's totally okay. But are we are we at a point where we can be open to listen, to understand, to to explore to, to explore, to try it out, right? Because it will be so unfair of us to just create a judgment out of nothing because we might think that that's crazy because we haven't maybe experienced or been open about it to the discussion, right? Because you clearly had that experience, right? And it, it was it meant everything for you. We've had our own experience and, and it changed everything. I mean, there's a reason why we're in the United States and not in Europe, right? Like that regression mm-hmm. therapy, I was told that this was the place I needed to be. This is where I met my wife. This is where I have my son. This is where we're creating the business. This is where wonderful things are happening, opportunities, meeting incredible people. Right. So now that I look back 15 years, I'm like, okay, that was a good decision, right? <laughs> but if I wasn't open to that, who who knows where I would be? My my mind was, I'm gonna stay home, in now now what it is a dictatorship. I come to right. this country, right? Right. Whoa. Okay. So I wanna. That's why I wanted to talk touch on that because. It has to do with everything like this is this is what we need to be open and have these conversations and take what you can apply today. Right. Yes. So I love it. So
2: here's here. Here's a way to textualize it a little bit more, which is within the framework of content is profit. What type of content would you be creating if you didn't have those experiences? Right. Number one, what type uh, Mm. for the listeners um, content is profit, but it's also the right content. And let me ask you a question. Uh, if you have good content that creates profit, but you're miserable, does that matter? Yeah. So so the content piece has a – there's a lot that goes into the content piece that creates the byproduct of profit. And to, I'll give you a quick tangible example of exactly what I mean. When I started doing this masculine uh, rite of passage stuff, I started reaching out and I knew at the time that men – we're, we're attracted to the ideal of the warrior, right? And and all, there's all these other men's groups out there that are very warrior centric. I'm using the the archetype, the warrior yeah. archetype, right? Yeah. Um, you look at guys like Jocko Willink, or maybe I don't know if you you guys are in this space at all or not, but there's another guy, Garrett White. There's mm-hmm. some other big names in this space, and they have a very blunt, you know, bold, energetic yeah uh uh, warrior energy to them so i knew that i needed that so it but i also at the same time didn't feel like i was demonstrating the level of warrior that would be naturally attractive so i said all right well how do i accomplish this so i went and partnered up with some special forces guys there's some there's a a compound here nearby that has some former navy seals and green berets etc and they do a lot of training and i'm like cool i'm gonna go work with those guys and together we're gonna present this offer to a lot of men out there. Wow. So I'm putting this, I'm putting this content out there. I'm writing content. Mm-hmm. And it was dude, it was floundering. I was it was pulling teeth. I was like getting guys on phones, I was talking to them. And like, there was no synergy. I'm like, yeah, the sales weren't happening was struggling. At the exact same time, a buddy of mine, mine Rickler, I don't know if or Ryan Mickler, I don't know if you know who that is. Mm. Um, yeah. He started a podcast called Order of Man. Mm. And dude, he could do, uh, from my perspective, he could do no wrong. Everything about the content that he creating was like, he had the Midas touch, dude. Every, his podcast was blowing up. His uh, mastermind group was blowing up. His events were sold out. His merchandise were selling out. It was like, what am I? And I, so I was looking at it, I was like, what am I missing? And I realized that my content was misaligned. When I when I look at my buddy Ryan, he is a warrior. He he is an actual soldier. He was uh you know, he went and fought in Iraq. And so his his energy, the way he communicates, it's punch, you know, it's pointed, it's yeah. it's bold, it's decisive. There is no ambiguity. And I realized Actually, at the time, I kind of put down my stuff and I decided to join his – I went to some of his events. I became one of the lead trainers in his uh, in his group to just absorb more of that masculine energy. Like what am yeah. I missing? Because there's a warrior in me. There's a warrior in all men and all women too, of course. But I, what I found was – That the warrior, as good as the warrior is at taking massive action, not complaining, sucking it up, let's go. Like that's the typical warrior response to stuff. There was a lot of men who needed more of the fine-tuning. And I realized, oh, I'm more the – I'm going into Jungian um, psychology here. But I'm more of the magician archetype. The magician is the the mentor. In in practical terms, the magician is the – the general that's seeing the chessboard, that's seeing the, the battlefield and and gives the orders to the warrior. Mm. The warrior gets the glory, which is why a lot of men are attracted to that because he gets, you know, it's Braveheart. It's William yeah. Wallace, right? Or, yeah. Or Russell Crowe. Fonzie. But, but yes, <laughs> clear, clearly, clearly Fonzie. I mean, it.
1: with that beard, clearly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't until I, I immersed myself in that environment that I realized, oh, my content – it will never be until I develop more more warrior results and and shift into that warrior energy, my natural energy is more the magician archetype, which you've probably heard on this call already. Yeah. The magician is is focused on transformation. It's focused on making the unseen seen. So from a psychological standpoint, I'll see things in somebody's behavior, psychologically that is yeah. as tangible to me as a rock is to somebody else. Absolutely. And I'll just see it and I'll go, Oh, those are the three things. And they're like, what, what? how did you see that? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Cause it's real to me. I'm, I'm in my head, which can be a deterrence, too, so <laughs> just, right? You guys know that. But that to me is a, is a practical sense of all this discussion we've been talking about yeah. and how to apply it to content it. is profit. It has to be the right content for yeah. your nature, for your purpose and you'll the profit will just be a, a natural byproduct. Yeah. That I'm sure you guys talk about often.
1: I want to yeah. steal a little bit of it because we we touch on this on the content specific side of things as your content evolution, right? Like we get a lot of people that come into our challenges and and the the workshop and even like the the clients with the service side of things. They want, like, they want the secret formula right like for them and, and we talk about resources capacity you know uh, what's your t- do you have a team is it just you like what is it right and to find and what you say fine-tuning not only like the very base of it which is the message right it takes action right you you dove into your environment you went in there you you coached you experienced it like firsthand and then you realized that you needed to shift. A tiny bit, right? So, with content and with everything that we do, like in the, in the business, is the same thing. Execution is the thing that's gonna lead you to the right thing. So, a lot of people wait to put their message out there until it's perfect. I'm doing air quotations, right? What we need to start doing is putting our message out there, low friction, high frequency, to make sure like we can test it as soon as possible and we can identify those elements that are gonna make us feel good and are gonna make us execute and align that content and that message to our mission and our purpose, which is what we've been talking about. So I love, thank you so much for bringing that application into the show context. I appreciate you.
0: That was so good. You know, you you can just sit there and, and think all you want on whether you're a warrior or a magician or if there's any other archetypes, right? Any other archetype. But until you don't put it into practice, until you don't take action, you won't gain clarity. Like action just brings straight clarity and you're going to start, you know, understanding yourself better and you're going to pivot. And it's the same exact thing with content, right? Like you're taking action and, you know, bringing it a little bit back on the frequency that you live in. That is what you attract. If you are living in a frequency that you're mad at everybody, resentful, all these negative things, guess what? You're gonna attract negative things to your life. It's it is as simple as that. It has been proven, right? And yes. if you live in a you know in energy state where you are happy, grateful, how you call it, right? In, in total bliss. Guess what? You're gonna attract good things towards your life, and or mom always used to say this became kind of like our mantra. Everything happens for a reason and it's always for the best reason, she said, right? And I think that set Her mindset to believe that something good is always coming our way, right? Even if something bad happens, Well, maybe it had to happen because something better is coming our way, right? And I think that allows us, in a way, set our mindset to live in that good vibration field and attract good things. So I want to encourage the the listener right now um, to deep dive and ask yourself, maybe... How much time do you spend with <laughs> negative feelings, right? Or how much time do you spend yeah. with positive feelings? And, you know, how can I spend more of my time in the positive side of things so I can attract this goodness into yeah. my life?
1: Um, yes. Peter, as we wrap up, we have a couple of more questions here. This has been so good. Yeah. Be-
0: before that, I just want to recommend a so book good. for um, for the audience right now because I think it's going to explain uh, a lot of what Peter has talked about today is Becoming Superhuman by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, That is a book that I read uh, from him, and it's great. It has all this, literally, scientific explanation. Uh, He actually tells you how to do the meditations as well, and yes. at the same time, it has some really cool stories. I was reading that thing, and I was like, oh, I want my, what is it called? The transcendental transformation. I need to get, in, get on that stuff right there. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, Give so, me a hit of that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: But before you go to Cancun, uh, we wish we could have gone with you. Uh, what would be... Uh, an action point that somebody you know in they're starting their business they're in that in the hustle like trying to figure out who they are expressing their message and they're still trying to make it happen right for for their own business what is something that they can do today and tomorrow to start you know getting that momentum going
2: um i mean a lot of it is is in my mind like you guys were saying massive action The action, as you uh, mentioned, Fonzie creates the clarity, and because a lot of times you might hit a wall, and that gives you that gives you feedback. This is this is not serving you. Whether it's um, sometimes the wall that you hit is oh, that was successful, and I'm I'm not into it. I'm kind of burnt out. I did that with real estate. Um, uh, But one of the action steps, um, one of the clearest action step I can give is to find out, be very very clear with what you want. What is your tangible outcome? Find somebody who's already living it and model them. Mm. I'm sure you've heard that advice before, but it it bears repeating because it's such. It, it, Why there's no sense in reinventing the wheel. But I will say this: to take it a one step deeper, I, I did that a few times, and I found mentors that quote unquote had what I had what I was wanting, and and I went to model them. But because our energies were different, yeah, the when I went to model them, it didn't work. Mm. Uh, it, it didn't flow was it wasn't... so find somebody not only that has what you want but that is living the lifestyle that you want that you feel that you respect that you look up to that you that you have fun with that you want to you know have a beer with somebody that you want to actually connect with and has what you want so it's the internal and the external
0: i love it
1: i love it i think you brought that new layer to that because yep. you know we always find on the external things and you know when when we bring it to content and content frameworks right A lot of people are like, okay, I'm stuck on producing stuff. I'm like, sounds good. One of the popular advice that we actually feel, you know, we follow it at the very beginning and we fail miserably at staying consistent was modeling somebody well guess what we're probably gonna model the most popular most you know the people that have the most resources and then what happens is that we don't have the same resources as them and then we fail we stop because of that because we cannot sustain that consistency right so i love the fact that you brought the energy side of it because is that is identify okay what is my own capacity you know physically and emotionally as well freaking love it yeah.
2: uh, okay can i give you one more hack on that energy thing Just-
1: absolutely
2: yes flu- please so identify at at the end of all the things that we think we want. So you have content is profit. Well, what is the profit going to give you? A lot of us have a dream of a certain house, a certain location, travel, charity, giving back, etc. At the end of that is an emotional feeling.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What we're all really seeking to create ultimately is a feeling of respect, of love, of joy, of of pride, of all of those feelings, right? When you can identify the feeling that you're wanting and have the awareness to go, I can tap into that energy now, I can tap into that emotion now. Yeah. I can feel that feeling now, create from that point. Oh, Get great. into that energy first, then create your content and let the profits and let all of the all of that be the natural byproduct. Of that raised energy and that raised uh, output, love it! Wow,
1: love it! We're gonna yeah. we're gonna ask you in a second where can people like connect with you so they can like deep dive and get to that energy, and then you know they come to us and we are crush and we <laughs> do the we help the world massively. Ah, thank yeah. you, Peter. This was so good. Okay, last question before you know we send people your way. Uh, where would you be if you did not publish? If you did not put your message out there to the world?
2: I'll tell you exactly where I'd be. I'd be. In, in the exact antithesis of what i ever wanted which was i would be uh house rich and cash poor i would be in a uh, a a beautiful facade of of a home and family but on the inside miserable and alone and and withering away <laughs> that's where i think well, um, so. thank you
0: for the honesty man thank you for yeah, for yeah, sharing that's true
2: yeah. I appreciate yeah.
1: it. It's I I love Brings the perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I love the internal aspect of the conversation that we had today. Yes. I don't think we've ever had this internal of a conversation except with George.
0: Yeah. Uh, George. Not, now <laughs> I see why <laughs> George recommended you, right?
1: Yes. And, yeah. uh, and, and it's, it's so needed, right? Like yep. I, I feel like if we would have had this conversation maybe three years ago, I don't think we would have appreciated it the way that we do it. That we do today. Um, we had to be ready for this conversation. I'm grateful that, that we're having it now and I hope everybody listening, right? Like grab those action points and, and, and go execute, right? Like be open yep. about the opportunities that are coming, be open about the conversations that and the connections that we make, especially in this world that is so tiny. We're all so connected. Yeah. And uh and we can all learn from each other. You know, the, the cultures are totally different, but at the same time we're all the same, right? So it's uh it's super important. So I, I, I love the perspective that you brought today. Pete. So thank you so much.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you're it. Well, so you're much. welcome guys.
1: Where can where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Uh we're gonna leave all the links right below.
2: Perfect. Uh, first and foremost, my website, impactnow.com, impactnow.com. You can also find me on Instagram at wired for impact Those are the two primary places.
0: Woo. Awesome, guys go check them out right now Wired for Impact on Instagram And impactnow.com Just scroll down a little bit The links are in there Or if you feel like typing it Just go on and type <laughs> it on Instagram Or the website browser Just go, just Peter. go <laughs> Thank you so much This was absolutely amazing It was a pleasure Such a refreshing conversation, honestly Yeah, it was, it was Thank a you.
1: great way to wrap up the week Oh for yeah sure Awesome, <laughs> awesome
2: Thank you guys, appreciate
1: yeah. it Absolutely Any, any awesome. last words that you want to share with, with us in the audience
2: I will. I did have one thought. Um, you mentioned it a minute ago, like, "Hey, three years ago, this wouldn't have landed at all." Um, understand that there's different life stages, and mm-hmm. and if you're in a life stage right now, you guys are pretty young. If you're in a, if you're like, "Hey, the world, you know, look out! I'm going to go conquer. Go conquer. Like, find out what you're made of." This yeah. you may not be ready for this yet, but for the guy that's gone out and taken massive action, and and the action isn't giving any more clarity, and he has a blind spot. That's when I want to talk to. You. I'll talk. Let me talk to that guy. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Love it. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you, Peter. Appreciate it, man. Yeah.
2: All, All right, right, guys.
1: All right, guys. Thank That's you it. so much for tuning into the Contingent Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show
0: on your favorite platform and on social media at Biz Brosco. That is right. And if you found today's episode impactful, if Peter blew your mind,
2: please don't forget to share this episode and and leave a five star review. Thank you. Bye, guys.